Welcome to WRM, Work Relationships Matter. I'm your host, the Edward Jones, a certified life coach who specializes in work relationships. Now, no matter what type of work you do, work relationships matter. Bradrick Qualls, former law enforcement officer and now associate pastor at Faith Fellowship Community Church, is here today to share his thoughts and experiences about relationships. Welcome, Brad. Thank you, Edward. Glad to be here again, Fred. It's great. Now, mm -hmm. Brad has been here before, so we are basically following up on a conversation that we had uh, about a week or so ago. And we were talking about relationships, personal relationships, mm -hmm. and how things work out and how everybody goes through different stages in their, their marriage. We talk about what happened back in the day all the way up to what's happening today. So, Bradrick, I'd like you to talk about starting out, and you were married in the, what, the 80s? Yes, I was married in 1986. So what were, what was the, the dating scene like back in that day, before you got married and kind of early in that period of time? Well, during that time, I can say that it was probably a lot easier than what I see these young folks going through right now. Again, the generation, uh, is it Z, Gen Z folks? Yeah. You know, there's a lot of, you know, it's kind of tough. It's, it's, it's a, there's a lot of things going on with them with regards to But But wait, before we, get into, before we get into the, the Z, mm -hmm. uh, are you a baby boomer or? Or what? What are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm a baby boomer. So, so uh, talk, let's talk about let's let's work our way up to Z. Oh, so okay. Let's, let's let's talk about boomers. Oh, okay. And what oh. what it was like for the boomers, and 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 kind of dissect that all the way up through from um, what was it? Uh, after them was I forget what it was, but anyway, they got uh, I don't know. They got the whole alphabet. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, anyway, let's, start, let's start. Let's start with the boomers. Okay. Um, well, for for me personally. Uh, back in the day, dating, again, was not as complicated as it seems to be right now. Uh, back then, if you, you, you met someone or you saw someone you liked or was interested in, and you, uh, as far as a male, you approached her and she was receptive and she liked you, you know, you get her number. And then from there, it kind of blossomed from there. You'd go out, you'd, um, you know, uh, dinner, movies, easy stuff like that, and then it would, uh, then it would, uh, it would progress. I was taught um, when I was a teenager. I was taught by uh, my dad that if I wanted to take a young lady out when I was in high school, to make sure I cleared that with her father, and I did. Okay. And I, yeah, and I would, I would let him know, hey, we're gonna go see this movie. And and um, afterwards, you know, take her, you know, we're going to get something to eat, a burger, some pizza like that. And I will have her home by, you know, 11 o'clock, whatever it is. I will have her home by a certain time. And, and if we're running late, I will call and let you know we're running late and we're on our way. Right. So, mm -hmm. so um so it was kind of it was kind of easy. It wasn't as complicated as dating seems to be now. Your, your your relationship would blossom through the years, and sometimes you made it with that person, and sometimes you didn't, and you, you both 
you know, went your separate ways and you 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 you, you moved on and you met someone else. But um, uh, for baby boomers, I just don't believe dating was as complicated as it is now. Sure, sure, you know, you had people that had problems and so forth, but seems like nothing like it is today. Right. Mm -hmm. Do you think that the uh, the modeling, the, the 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 relationship that parents modeled from that period of time had an impact on the boomers in terms of that whole process of the the courtship? It almost reminds me of that Luther Vandross song, "Excuse me, Miss, what's your name? Mm -hmm. uh, can I take you out tonight?" Uh, that whole yeah, right I, I, be, I, I, be, I believe so because yeah. whatever, whatever the uh, the generation was called before boomers, I have no idea what that is. I think they were called the greatest generation or something like that. Something like that, yeah. Right. But that's that's how they were raised. That's how they were taught. Right. And, 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 you know, especially if you grew up in the South, especially mm -hmm. down there. Um, but you were taught to be a gentleman. You were taught to have manners and, you know, open doors and be polite and so forth. And and women were taught the same to 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 be nice, to be a lady, not to be, you know, you know, kind of out there and don't present your, don't present yourself in a certain way that's going to give a man, you know, a certain idea and so forth. And so yeah, those values trickled those trap those values trickled down and then uh, from baby boomer, you know, it, it it took some time, but I think uh, I don't know where it's it started to change, but somewhere along the somewhere along the line after baby boomers, that whole concept of dating it just it just kind of changed around. It just went from it just went to totally something else. It, it became a brand new animal. So yeah, it's, it seems like it's it's it seems like it's a lot tougher than what it was back in the day. Right. Now, one of the things that we talked about before we go deeper into that, you know, we were talking about, you know, the whole idea, you know, with, with uh, once you get to marriage, and, mm -hmm. and at one point we were talking about uh, the stages you go through. And you have, uh, I think, a beautiful marriage, and I'd mm -hmm. like to see you all on Facebook, and everybody mm -hmm. goes, ah, oh, when they see you guys together mm -hmm. doing that. Mm -hmm. But you indicated one time that it's not always the better roses and things like that. So uh, how have you worked through uh, your relationships and that type of thing? And what has helped you as you as you go as you have you gone through to get to where you are today? OK, well, my wife and I have been married 37 years, um, 40 total years together. Mm -hmm. And a long uh, time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you're right. and get a lot of compliments on Facebook, I um, I had two close calls in life. Uh, uh, one time I got sick and I, I had a bad infection and it really, really messed me up to the point that um, at one point, I don't think they thought I was going to make it, but um, I was able to pull, pull out, um, pull out of that. And then another time at work, as you mentioned, I was uh, former law enforcement, and I had a close call at work, and that worked out. And from that point, I just said, you know what? I don't know how much time I have on this earth for real, but I'm going to make sure that from here on in, my wife and my kids 
make sure I love and appreciate them. Uh, not just from me telling them this at home, but I don't mind publicly expressing my feelings for my family, especially my wife. So that's why I do that. Uh, and although it looks like we have a marriage that's made, that was made in heaven or whatever you want to call it, out of all that time that we've been together, we did have one year that was just terrible. And that was around that was around year five or six, and uh, man, we were really going through it. And um, uh, counseling is what saved it. And what happened was, I was working the day shift, which started at <clears throat> excuse me five forty five in the morning, and I couldn't sleep. And I got up, went to work early, and I I got to the office at three in the morning. Well, one of the supervisors, the sar one of the sergeants saw me there and he said, kid, what's what's wrong? And I started just, you know, and, and he said, OK, come on. And he sat me down in the office with him and he told me about uh, uh, as part of our uh, insurance coverage, we had counseling service for for marriage, for alcoholism, for gambling, whatever your problem would be. And so he gave me the information and set me up with the counseling services. And my wife and I went to counseling and the, our counselor who turned out to be a woman, my first impression was, okay, here we go. I'm going to get double teamed. But it was nothing like that. She was very impartial and she was able to get us to talk and point some things out. And she would ask, she leaped. My wife would say something, you know, and I would say, wow, I didn't know that. And then I would say something that I was unhappy with. And she said, well, you know, I didn't know that. And so long, somewhere along the line, we had just stopped communicating. And uh, long story short, that counseling session is probably what, what, but what saved us. And like I said, that was around year five or six. And and like I said, we're we're at year thirty-seven for marriage right now. So that 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 pulled us up, right? So the things that you uh, were having trouble communicating, can you say what those things were? Well, I think it was basically mostly my fault to an extent. Um, um, I was only like five years on my job, and. Um, I was working a lot of overtime. I was doing what I thought a man should do as far as my wife was working, but I thought I was doing what I should be doing, bringing in all this money and stuff. And the agency that I worked for paid really well. Mm -hmm. And so I was signing up for all this overtime. And I was one of those guys in my early years. I was one of those guys just, just out there all night prowling around, dedicated, and 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 I didn't realize it was hurting my marriage because I was away so much. But I didn't think about that because I, man, I was bringing in all this overtime. The bills were paid. Uh, uh, we had we had big time extra money, you know, to to travel with and do this with, and and, and I thought everything was roses. But behind that, she was kind of unhappy because. 
because I wasn't home enough. And I was, I was just working too much, but I thought I was doing the right thing because I was bringing all this money home. Right. So you're the provider. Yes. The provider role was there, but what she wanted was your time. Yes. Yes. And, and, and on my days off, when I wasn't working, it wasn't like we didn't do things. We 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 did, but I, I just think I was gone a little too much. Okay. A little, a little too much. And I mean, every time that overtime sign up list went up on the, the board, I was right there filling my name in. And man, I was I was working, I was working a lot. I really was. Yeah. Right. Mm. It's just go ahead. No, and, and so yeah, that so I think most of that was on me. But what what falls back on her was was the point that <clears throat> I had to guess what was wrong because she wasn't telling me. Okay. She, she wasn't saying, hey, you need to cut down on this, or hey, you're never here blah 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 I need you here and, and I forgot to mention you know we had a little toddler at home so she's spending the majority of the time with him you know but um you know she didn't she didn't tell me what she was feeling and so I like I said I think I'm just rolling on doing what I'm supposed to, what I'm supposed to do you know I thought she was happy and you know, that old cliche is true. You know, money don't buy you happiness. Right. Mm -hmm. the, the expectations of you were not clear. So I think the counseling seemed to help out with the expectations. So you knew what was expected of you. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you one thing. Toddlers will wear you out. Yes. So you probably needed a break from some of those guys. Because I've got, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got uh, two right now uh, with my, that my daughter has. And. They come over here, and by the time they leave, it's like I need a nap. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So uh, she probably needed a, a break from right. that. But, yeah. uh, but that's the thing. But it's good that mm -hmm. we have to clarify and, and find out each other's expectations, mm -hmm. which seems like it'd be easy to do, but it's not that easy. It's not. So I'll go about counseling because the one thing that we touched on before was uh, in previous conversation about people going to counseling men especially black men going to counseling, that that mm -hmm. was, we could handle our own issues. We don't need to talk to anybody about it. You know, as a man, I got, th I got this. So what made you, I mean, your, your sergeant was great in doing that, but you didn't have to go, but you chose to. No. I, so I, what was it that helped you as the, the man, the alpha man to go to counseling? Well, like I said, things had gotten really bad between my wife and I. Right. And bottom line was I loved her. And, and, okay. and, and I was willing to do anything to try to make it work. And, and I went home and I told her about it. And she agreed. She agreed. And so we, we set it up and we went in and I, I went in with an open mind. But like I said, when I first saw that the the, the 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 counseling person was a female, you know, I was like, oh man, here we go. But 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 then again, you know, she was very impartial. She didn't take sides. And so it right. worked, it, it, it it worked out. We used the way the way the insurance sets it up is 
from my agency, I would get seven counseling sessions per year per problem. And your okay. spouse would get the same. So we used we used all seven of my sessions, and I think we dipped into two of hers. Hmm. So we had nine sessions total. But yeah, I um I um I didn't have a problem with it. Mm -hmm. I, but I but as you said, some black men do. Mm -hmm. And um I can cite an example in a second here, but it's a, it's the same with checking on our health. Mm -hmm. You know, something's wrong. We self we try to self-diagnose. Mm -hmm. You know, nothing's wrong with us. And then we don't get to we don't get to the doctor until something has progressed to the point that where, you know, ain't a whole lot we can do, but right. we, can, we can be we can be aggressive and maybe some prayer is gonna it'll work itself out. And sometimes it does for those men that are lucky enough to have that happen. Mm -hmm. But then there are there's a percentage that go in and find out they're at stage three, whatever. And when mm -hmm. the doctor talks to them and how long have you been feeling this? How long have you been feeling this way? And they tell them and then they find out, hey, had you got here earlier, this is something that we could have squared away. Right. And, and, and with counseling, I think it's the same. You know, black men, number one, they don't want anybody else in your in their business with them and their wife mm -hmm. or their significant mm -hmm. other, whatever it happens right. to be. Mm -hmm. And they think that, you know, we can take we can take care of this or I can deal with this. I can straighten it out. And you really can't if you can't get to the bottom of what the problem is. And that's what a counselor does, because, like I said, the problem I was having, I had no idea it was a problem until I got to counseling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Absolutely. And so that's, that's when it makes me want to kind of pivot a little bit and go mm -hmm. to what we talk about our male roles. Now, mm -hmm. one that was very strong for you was being a good provider. Mm -hmm. That was a male role. Being the head of the house was a, a male role. Mm -hmm. uh, doing all those kinds of things that were traditionally male roles. Mm -hmm. And as we go into the future, we're finding that those lines are getting blurred. And I think that might have some impact on, on relationships and that type of thing. So let's go back to what do you perceive as male roles traditionally? Traditional male roles, um, uh, males are the provider. Mm -hmm. um, but that is a two-way street. Mm -hmm. Now, if if you marry a, 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 a woman that 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 doesn't mind being a housewife. Mm -hmm. She decides that you make enough money to take care of everything. I'm going to take care of this house. I'm going to take care of the kids. If you agree to that, then that's fine. Mm -hmm. Okay. But being the, being the provider is can be a two-way street because if your wife decides she wants her career, okay, she's going to manage her career and you um uh you know you guys are you guys agree to that now you have that that 
that partnership when it comes to finances, because now your money becomes one. You put it all, you put it in one savings account, you put it in one checking account. Now it's okay, it's okay to have your own little something, something on the side if you want to set up another little account, you know, for yourself and everything, for incidentals, for stuff that you might want to buy that you don't want to take outside of the family budget. You don't want right. to take those funds from there. It's okay to have a little something, something on the side. But then when you have your partnership, then our money's together, and then everything becomes 50-50 because the money is all together. So we're paying bills together. We're paying mortgage together. We're paying car note together. So when it comes to that, men are either in a partnership as far as finances or if if the, the role of a female is she wants to be very traditional, I'm not going to work, I'm going to take care of the house, then that's a whole different story. And that's okay, too, if that's something that you, um, that you, uh, you know, agree with. Mm -hmm. So, so being a provider, being the head of your household, I mean, being a minister, an associate minister at our, our at our church, I mean, you know, that's one of the things that the Bible preaches, you know, men, men are to be the leaders, men are to be the head of their households. Now, that doesn't mean that you come home and you just try to dominate your wife or your your partner you know it's a give and take situation but right. you 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 are to, you are you are um to be the leader of your household and and i feel that when you are the leader your wife respects you more because mm -hmm. she knows when something comes up you're going to be able to handle it now that doesn't mean she doesn't have a say like i say you being the head of the household doesn't mean that you dominate her, but she knows she's going to respect you because when something arises, you are going to take care of it. Now, mm -hmm. this thing with feminism and women wanting to be equal and all that, and I'm not trying to knock that or anything, but, mm -hmm. but when you look at it, being the head is a man's responsibility because when when if you live in an area where the snow needs to be plowed from the driveway who's going to get out there and do that the man right mm -hmm. your sleep sound you hear a broken window sounds like somebody might be trying to break in the house who's going to get out of bed and go check on that the man so when stuff like that arises the feminism thing goes completely out of the window and the, the women revert to being traditional roles and the man steps up and becomes the man. So, um, uh, so yeah, he is supposed to be the head of the household. So he's a provider. He's the head of the, he's the head of the, he's the head of the household and, uh, another, another role he's, um, he should be, he, Pat, um, provider, Head of head of household and 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 well, I guess head of household really encompasses a lot of things, a lot of things that comes with that with that role. But you know, it really works when you have a good partner beside you and you can do the things that you need to do as a man. 
and and your your wife or your significant other, I think respects you more when you step up and handle the things that traditionally a man needs to, as opposed to maybe kicking back and now all of a sudden she's got to step in and try to handle it. You don't want her to do those things. That's up to you. You you need to do that. But one example that I look at that goes in line with what you're saying, when you were having that issue with the fifth, sixth year of your marriage, mm -hmm. you stepped up as a leader and suggested we need to go to counseling to help mm -hmm. solve our issues. Mm -hmm. That's that's an example of leadership uh, mm -hmm. as a man standing up to, and the thing that you said that was so critical is that I did it because I loved her, where it's so easy for people. And I, you know, I don't want to say weak men or whatever, but men aren't as invested. Mm -hmm. Don't step up to do that because the leadership was to keep the family together, yeah. to keep things working well, to open communication. Mm -hmm. That's leadership. Yes. That's an example. And that's one thing that I, I want men to take away from, from this. Uh, the other thing I think that, uh, you know, and it, and it gets kind of kind of controversial when said, uh, especially in, in, the, in today's world, that the man is the head, but simply say that the woman is the neck. Mm -hmm. I mean, you think about uh, where's the head going without the neck? Exactly. And so therefore it, it, it's working together, but you can't, like two players can't stay on the same base. Right. You know, somebody's on first base, someone's on second base. You can't be mm -hmm. on the same base, mm -hmm. but you're still working together uh, to come home. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. As, as a way of doing that, that's, that's kind of how I see that. So I think the thing of it is, is, you know, uh, this kind of podcast can generate a lot of conversation, yes, which I think it should, mm -hmm. because I think people definitely need to look at uh, at relationships because there is a there is an evolution here. It used to be that the man was a provider. He worked. The woman took care of the home. In fact, there was a time where women could not even get credit or couldn't drive. Mm -hmm. But now everything is, is more equal. So I think it has to pivot. And so I think that's the thing that's there. But I think the most important thing is not that you have problems, but how you work through them. Exactly. And then that's a critical thing because nobody goes through life without problems. Mm -hmm. It's not what you face, it's how you handle it. Exactly. And that's the critical thing there. And, I, and, and your uh, relationship is a testament for how things should be, be handled. Now, what I'd say is like within the last three minutes that we've got, what advice could you give young people who are coming up about relationships and making this, them sustainable? Well, I would say that a relationship is a part, is, is, is a partnership. Okay, you that's how you have to look at it. And you have to agree that you're going to work together. You have to set boundaries, and those boundaries have to be respected. Um, uh, um, the man has traditional roles. Females have traditional roles. But there are exceptions to those roles. For example, with me, I'm retired now. My wife still works. I get up in the morning at five and fix her breakfast. I move 
the extra cars out of the driveway so she doesn't have to. I usually fix dinner and I usually keep the house clean. So our roles have changed. Our roles have changed because she shouldn't have to work and come home and do the things that she would traditionally do. She's a school teacher. So she comes home, starts working on her, her classwork stuff while I'm usually cooking. But I would say, I would say that, that, that you have to work together. You have to communicate. And whatever the problem is, you have to try to get it worked out. And if you can't, if you can't, then that's where don't be afraid to go to counseling, whether it's professional counseling or whether you talk to your minister at church or if you talk to a parent, get another perspective, get someone that's going to listen and maybe try to help you. Um, uh, I've got this. I, I believe in the philosophy of, of one life, one wife. And I know that's not necessarily the case for everybody. And I get that. But um, uh, you, 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 if it's worth it, if it's worth it, you have to fight for it. If it's not, if it's not, then, then walk away, then walk away. But if it's worth it to you, you have to fight for it. And right now we're we're out of time, but thank mm. you for the those those pearls of wisdom. Mm. And the women who listen to this are going to love you. <laughs> Men who listen may not. Mm. Because when you talk about doing all the things you do now that you're retired, mm -hmm. so that's, that, that could change the game there. But I think it's absolutely on point. Mm -hmm. So I thank you for that. Okay. At this point, what I say is folks, you've heard it here. One life, one wife. That is the, the statement for today. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one that we can learn and, and, and just meditate on that. Mm -hmm. So once again, this is, I am the Edward Jones. Normally I talk about work relationships, but family relationships are really the most important relationships. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to mm -hmm. this. But once again, if you want to learn more about my coaching business, go to prodestinycoaching.com, take the work relationship quiz, Let's have a conversation and remember work relationships are all relationships work for those who work on them. Have a great day.